Welcome to E-Commerce Matters. E-Commerce Matters is the UK's leading e-commerce pricing podcast brought to you by Black Curve. Each episode explores how retailers can better understand competitor pricing and use pricing insights to improve their online visibility and check out conversion. This is episode 43, entitled Boost Your Bottom Line with Shopify Price Tracking. I'm Philip Huthwaite, founder and CEO at Black Curve, and I'm joined as ever by Dr. Rob Horton, Chief Product Officer at Black Curve. Let's get pricing. Welcome, Dr. Rob Horton, or Matthew McConaughey, as I was uh, referring to you before before we started recording. No, that's you with your microphone, Philip, with your, your lovely smooth voice. All right, all right, all right. There you see, these, these, we're giving an insights to the tests that we do on, uh, on, on these, these podcasts. Um, so, so the aim of today's podcast is really to uh, help those Shopify owners. So I'm, apologies for uh, the Magento users out there and the big commerce users out there. Although, you know, that, that being said, a lot of what we'll say will still be relevant. So don't don't completely completely switch off. But, but today is very much focused on the Shopify shop owner and really how we can help those Shopify users take their stores to the next level with price tracking, learn how to stay competitive and boost that bottom line. Because let's be honest, uh, the retailers are forever talking about their bottom line, uh, bottom line this, bottom line that. So let's let's see how we can help today um, by using price tracking to support their bottom line. Um, we'll, we'll cover a few things today. Uh, how to how to use tools like Black Curve to track competitor prices, how to optimize prices once you've done the tracking itself, and then ways to implement. Uh, you know, if you want, if you're fed up of uh, of using the insights and those manual manual reviews and those manual price changes, how you can use dynamic pricing to 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 automate that, to take that um, take that manual effort and strain away from you, so you can free yourself up for for other other parts of other parts of the business, and um, as well as there's a few other bits and pieces, but we're not going to give it all away now. How does that sound, Rob? <laughs> Sounds good. Got to keep some secret. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess we'll start by you know why why should people you know be interested in price tracking? You know what 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 is in it? In how how do how can price tracking help um, help people boost their revenue? I think that might be a good place to start. Yeah. So there's two two main levers that we we kind of think about um, in price tracking, and the first is kind of visibility so it's how likely are people to find you and then the second is conversion so when they found you how likely are they to convert and price actually plays a key role in both parts of the buyer journey and both of those parts so what what do i mean by that well say someone is just googling you or well, not googling you googling your product um your product price will be used by various search engines, shopping marketplaces, um, SEO rankings to to kind of determine how how relevant a result it is to show to the consumer. And then the second part is that everyone shops around, right? So if you're not price competitive, if you're not lined up with your competition, people are less likely to buy from you. They'll buy from someone else. Especially on like um in an online world where people are much less brand loyal and much more 
price, I guess, price loyal or price driven in their buying decisions. Because if you're buying online and fulfillment's basically the same across the board now, um, it's really just down to what's the best deal, however you define that. So yeah, visibility and conversion really are the two main levers. And that the reason you should kind of, you should be price tracking is that you kind of want it at scale. You need to be doing it over your whole inventory. So whilst you can do it by hand for a few key products, if you're selling thousands of things, you really either want that as a spreadsheet or an automated process or whatever to get that data there. So if I had to pick up the uh, the baton on that, we'll start with from a from a visibility perspective. So mm-hmm. um, so tools tools such as Black Curve can essentially highlight to you where you have certain metadata problems inside your Google Merchant Center. So things like missing GTINs, incorrect GTINs, um, uh, you know, missing brand names, those types of metadata um, points in your in your Google Merchant feed. Mm-hmm. And why that's important is because Google effectively uses that to work out what on earth is that product that that retailer is selling. And if it can't work out what it is, it just simply won't show your result when somebody searches for that product or alternatively when they're in Google shopping and um, and Google does a handy thing where it aggregates all the retailers selling a single branded product you'll have noticed where it says compare three plus compare three shops or compare x plus shops um, if it can't work out who you are it won't surface you to to the end consumer so it's really it's really simple um, and if ultimately if if someone can't find you they can't buy from you. They can't buy from you. You're not going to earn any revenue. So, so a lot of the time we find, um, uh, especially for for those retailers that are fairly new to new to Shopify, that um, that some of these metadata improvements are not are not necessarily known about, or or Google's throwing so many different things at you and errors at you, it sort of get lost in the myriad of um, myriad of t- the to do list. You're yeah, doing. which which one do you do first? Exactly. Right? Like, what are what are the most impactful ones? But I'm I'm really happy for your sake, Philip, that Google's decided to pick up the GTIM baton. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, I hark back to episode one, two, three, four, five of uh, e-commerce matters, and everyone since where I've uh, I, I've got a personal passion project to make sure people get their get their GTINs right because it's a really simple exercise, right? If you you know let, go and check your GTINs, get them up and running because Google uses that to aggregate you, and 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 and, and then you're just yeah, you're simply you, missing out. If you wonder how you get your products onto those office pages where you're kind of compared with everyone else uh for the for the products they're just doing a look up on g10 behind the scenes it's not it's not rocket science and they can't as we said before it's not really they'll they'll sell off someone else on that page so they don't mind if you're there or not so really it's on you to fix it and it's very i mean it's it's painstaking but it's straightforward right and you'll see it you should see it not just in terms of like Oh, we've cleaned our data up and we can get um do better analysis or whatever you should it will directly impact visibility and therefore revenue so it, it's a proper money on the table one absolutely and so so go go and do that 
first and Black Curve has a handy tool that can support you with this. And by, by a secondary element to this, you will start to see savings in other areas of your business. And I'm talking specifically from a, from a Google advertising perspective. So if Google can categorize you, Google knows about you, it will assign more of an authority score to you. In, in It will assign a higher authority score to your particular domain name. And what does that mean? The higher authority score, the lower that you will have to bid on certain key terms because Google knows, do you know what? This Shopify owner is selling appliances. We know that they're pretty good at selling appliances. We know that their metadata is good. Therefore, you know, do you know what? When a user searches, they're going to get more value out of that search. And therefore, you know, we, we don't think we need to charge them as much because um, you're not you're not interjecting you know, you're not giving them something that they wouldn't they wouldn't otherwise want, and really, that's what Google ultimately wants to do. They obviously they want to earn money from you from an advertising perspective, but they want to give value in every single search that somebody somebody does. So, um, so use price tracking tools such as Black Curve to really help you fundamentally get your your your, your metadata right. And just to jump in from a Shopify perspective, because we've got a 14 day free trial. On Shopify, you can just install the app, spin it up, and see the SEO suggestions, and do that action immediately. You don't even you can then have a poke around with the rest of the platform, but you can get that value straight away from Black Curve. So I kind of strongly suggest you just kind of plug it in and see what we're talking about. And as a third reason why you'd want to do it, so you you presumably <laughs> if you're if you're using price tracking tools, you want uh, competitor matches, right? You you're wanting to see what competition are, are are selling your product as well and what price point they're selling it at. And selfishly, if you get your metadata right inside the Google ecosystem, you're surfaced in the right spaces within the Google ecosystem and 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 automatic matching works a hell of a lot better if, if you can be found on the Google Google ecosystem. So <laughs> if we can find you, we can we can match you um against against competition as well and so so therefore you don't need to spend a lot of manual effort finding the urls to match against your particular your particular product that's handed handled completely automatically so so there you go there's another benefit so so go go and do that um and the second one there you mentioned rob was around um was around conversion i understand so so absolutely mm-hmm. so you know you you've you've the reason that price tracking helps to boost revenue is because it flags to you your relative position to competitors. So, so effectively, what price tracking is doing is going out to the internet, taking your product feed that you have. It's crawling the internet and saying, right, retailer A, retailer B, retailer C also sells my product. Great. Day one, it's this price. Day two, it's this price. Day three, it's this price. That done at scale, if you've got thousands and thousands of products or even even a few hundred. And what it does is it flags to you where your massively more expensive to the competition because if it's a branded good especially if it's a branded good that 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 is almost like a household name people are less likely to 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 have loyalty to a particular retailer and they're more likely to go on um who's who's selling that product for the cheapest cheapest brand therefore you're going to miss out on that sale because you're too you're too expensive. Therefore, if you can use price tracking tools to rebenchmark your price, your revenue will go up. And conversely, at the other end, if you're if you're massively too cheap versus the competition, you're just giving away money unnecessarily, right? So if you can benchmark yourself against the competition in that 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 respect, you can increase the price of that product um, and then get more margin in every single sale. And again, what does that mean? Boosted revenue. That bottom line is looking nice and healthy. 
Is there anything else, Rob, on for conversion and and how price tracking specifically? No, I just I just think it's super important at the minute. Um, I mean, we've spoken about this a fair amount, but like ev- everyone is so price sensitive now um, compared to how they were, and the market's moving quite fast in terms of like mainly price increases. Unfortunately for the consumer, so to go back to your your point, there it's quite easy to be left behind and actually effectively losing money on a sale because you're selling too too cheap because the whole market's moved up and you're left behind because of cost price changes or, or whatever so i think it's um if price and price kind of automation hasn't been at the forefront of your mind previously because you've been more focused on i don't know supply chain or whatever i think really now it's becoming a much much bigger driver than it certainly was in the in the pandemic or those market conditions i mean i've handily got a perfect example from yesterday that i can bring so we actually had a <laughs> had a had a bathroom um bathroom company which um is going through going through their trial at the moment um they're i think they're about six days into their to their 14 day 14 day trial and we actually flagged a product to them it was a if, if, if you'd like to know it was an l-shaped bath tub you know, very, very important, very important product. Um, but they actually had it listed at two six four nine. Okay, and all of the competition were selling this product for one four nine nine. Right, so you know, you're, you're almost a thousand pounds more expensive than than the competition. And they took this insights and changed the price. I think about lunchtime, lunchtime yesterday, and then had already sold one one unit of that product since they since they made they made the change right and they, they hadn't sold this product for 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 best part of three or four months um, and it was gathering space in their warehouse so you know from an investment point of view in in black curve starting at you know best part of 79 dollars upwards you know they've just made they've just made it almost a thousand a thousand pounds on on by using by using price tracking you know and that that's effectively paid for well it's more than paid for for a year's license yeah, a, right yeah it's a year's license right yeah um so so that's that's a one decision alone they've got eighteen thousand products and i think that's that's really worth flagging because where price tracking is really good is is kind of bringing in the tails because what we often we often see is that when people start with us, they've got a few products that are very, very tight to the market and they're probably their key selling lines for obvious reasons. But then there's quite a lot of like, well, for want of a better word, spread where they've got products either massively above or massively below uh, their competitors. And those are the ones that are either losing sales or losing margin on. And that's the kind of first very impactful thing you can do from a, conversion perspective is just bring those tails in tighten everything up to the market and then fortunate well fortunately for us i guess for a little bit unfortunately for everyone else markets are moving things so you need to start doing those reps but once you've done that first like big lift uh it becomes easier because obviously not all products change all the time so if you're going like a weekly cycle or a bi-weekly cycle it's much easier than to keep up once you've done that initial push but i think again Shopify users install the app have a look there's a handy chart on the dashboard when you load in and I think you'll probably be quite surprised with how far off certain products you are that bathroom example is is not an outlier it's it's pretty common from what we see when people start using price tracking software 
yeah, and we'll go into that in a bit more detail um, later on in today's podcast about some of the things you can do to optimize pricing. But you know, absolutely hit the nail on the head. It's those. It's the it's the long tail. It's the spread. It's the what. It's the outliers. It's the it's the you've got twenty thousand products in your inventory and you know you're not going to know them all intimately and you're going to focus on your best sellers right it's, it's a natural it's a natural thing that you do so so with you if you have a robust pricing process inside your re, inside your organization using a tool such as black curve will really help you to in, in the in the first instance top and tell your data and 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 make sure that across all of your product range you are you are more in the mix from a pricing perspective so um so moving on so i guess i guess we've spoken a bit about about price tracking but we haven't haven't mentioned about we often get asked how, how does black curve actually track prices you know how what does it do right so so i'm assuming you know for the purposes of today that um that a new users come in added the app on the shopify app store connected um connected black curve to the shopify app to their shopify and and their, their product feed it is, is inside black curve what does what does black curve do next how, how does it how does it go and find out who who on earth of the competition who on earth is selling this product <laughs> and what let alone what are their prices what does it do um yeah so we go off into the into the wild with your with your products um we we tend to be google shopping focused so um effectively we go and find your products on google shopping and then uh we automatically confirm whether we found your products or not uh and then we start putting those prices down so an example of that would be we say you're selling it i'm gonna use my old example of a dyson hoover so you're selling a dyson hoover oh so that's, that's, a, a, that's nice. a favorite that takes me back i know back. right a little a little retro reference but it's a good one because it's like a it's a branded good it's um people are people are buying the brand by and large rather than from the merchant uh highly competitive lots of people selling it you've got dyson coming oh, there's a lot of good reasons why well, it's a good example anyway um, so we go off, you're saying a Dyson Hoover of whatever sort. We go out, we find that Dyson Hoover on Google Shopping. We confirm it is the right Dyson Hoover automatically and we start putting the prices down. Um, and those prices appear back in the system and kind of power the whole of Black Curve's infrastructure, really. So you can do everything from reporting on what your competitors are doing all the way to setting up automatic price rules um all, all based off and all based off that data yeah and if I, if I may go into i guess the next level down in terms of how we specifically price track it's the the data points that we have and that's why we we, we almost lead with selfishly um helping you to improve your metadata because not only does google use that metadata to um to make sure that they're surfacing you to to people that search inside the ecosystem but also we use that metadata to to go and find your competition so so effectively if you've got thousands and thousands of products we will take product one and we will um we will open up a, a google a google web browser and we will put in combinations of search terms so whether that be uh, product name product name plus gtin 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 plus brand and effectively at this point we are we are agnostic we don't we were saying google give us everything you've got for these search terms for for the for the, for the inventory that this shopify user user has and we do that for product one product two product three all the way up to you know if you've got eighteen thousand or a hundred thousand SKU 
reviews we do that for every single every single one um and so we're doing mm-hmm. that at scale globally um you know for our core our core markets at the moment are our uk ireland and usa but we're soon to launch into other geographies uh, well might be later this month mightn't it but i won't i won't jinx it for, <laughs> before it, yeah, before yeah, it's yeah. happened um but effectively then then we get all that data and uh, this is where your doctorate comes in rob that uh that we got, got, got uh, so um so uh, uh, uh i won't make his ego too big the algorithm's pretty good um the, the algorithm that rob built so so it effectively crunch all of that data and is a matching algorithm and says right everything google's got because google tries to be clever right google if you've ever searched for something in google how sometimes it gives you something slightly different because actually that's that's might be a better alternative you might not necessarily search for the right term and google's trying to give you sort of relevant examples and so that's why we've got our algorithm which says nope that's a rubbish match we're not interested in that. Actually, that that's a perfect match. We are interested in that. Um, and then once we've com- once we've confirmed the match, we we then run into the daily collection cycle. So we're collecting mul- collecting multiple times a day um, and and getting that data inside your dashboard and reports so that you have access to the latest um, competitor pricing information because that that's really really important that you you're you're up to date um, when you're when you're making making your decision because certainly some markets are slower than others. Uh, but some markets prices are changing you know two three four times a day so it's it's very important that you are you are up to up to date um and i don't know is there anything else that that sort of kind of sums it up really doesn't it in terms of what what we're doing um is there anything else that's worth worth mentioning there rob um from a shopify perspective i think it is worth saying that the really nice thing about it is that we're in a effectively a closed ecosystem so we can go and do all of that and we'll get onto this later, but I think it's worth mentioning now, but then we can actually update your store directly because, because we're connected and we have those permissions. So you can, uh, you can kind of very easily just with a few switches, take that in, take those insights and then use them to make price changes within your store without having to do it by hand. If you're in Shopify, hold the front really door, nice. hold that thought. We are coming to that. Coming to that. Um, so, so we we just so we got we got the data. It's inside inside uh, inside the Black Curve ecosystem, and you can start to price track. You can start to log in to the Black Curve app, and you can really start to get some get some insights in terms of what what's happening. It's all country dependent. So, you know, if you're if you're operating in the USA, you'll get only data from 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 uh, North American retailers if you're in Ireland you're you know and that's that channel uh, you, you'll get you'll get Irish retailers and that's really important because you've got to be you've got to be channel channel specific so users have got that data Rob right how mm-hmm. what what can they what can they do with it to optimize um, we'll talk about price optimization but ultimately what can they do to make the right price changes so that they can maximize their chances of a sale and, and, and boost revenue we've spoken already about you know some of the outliers okay so so um, what what else can they do once they've once they've done that yeah so if we if we go from like zero to a hundred, it's probably probably sensible, isn't it? So the first thing to do is what we just spoke about. And it's really you've got to make sure that all your products are kind of where possible sensibly within the market or within reach of the market. Uh we often find if people haven't had pricing as a priority, that as we were saying, things are either significantly cheaper or significantly more expensive. 
Um, and so the first thing you want to do is just work out where you're massively adrift and make those changes. And they'll be pretty obvious in that, like the example you mentioned, everyone else is selling a product for a thousand pounds less than you. Well, good luck to you if you can make a sale, but it's quite <laughs> unlikely when it's like an additional 50% on top of something. Um, so that's the first key bit. The second bit really is kind of what working out what you want your pricing strategy to be. And it doesn't have to be that complicated, but you kind of do need the strategy before you start making the, the changes, if, if that makes sense. So that could be as simple as I always want to be kind of within reason in the mix of being the cheapest as long as I make this margin on a product. Um, or I just always want to be around the benchmark because really I just care about Google shopping conversion and that's my strategy and I need to be around the benchmark price for that. And so once you've got that, you can use, uh, you can use black curve to get the data down, uh, in a spreadsheet and kind of run that analysis yourself, or we've got, um, insights that will point out to you products that are kind of where we think our oh, wild off benchmark or could do with a bit of a nudge for, for whatever reason. Um, and then the third kind of step along is that you can actually construct your pricing strategy in our pricing rules section and, um, and pull that down as a report. And so that really, I think if it's quite a smart place to start. Um, so what a common, a com a very common strategy and a very good strategy, actually, that's quite simple is just to kind of try and be lowest or try and be around the benchmark in terms of your competition where you can. So that's pretty much average in the marketplace, but just ensure that you're making the, the kind of minimum margin you want to make on each product. So what do I mean by that? Um, well, there's lots of cases where people don't like technology like that curve because what happens is they feel like they end up in a race to the bottom or they match bad data points or they match competitors who aren't really competitors. And they just kind of pull their prices all the way down to zero and there's no real safeguards in place. Um, so what you can do once you've got the data in the system in black curve is kind of say, I want to match the benchmark. And then just by uploading some, some data to say for each product or each brand or, or whatever, this is the lowest I want to go. Um, you can then get kind of a real immediate price recommendations out of the system that you can then implement. Uh, and so that's, that's really what, what I do to start. And once you've got your kind of head around that and you feel like you're competitive, then you can start thinking about using kind of sales or marketing information to really optimize, um, really, really optimize where your conversion for each product. But I think we find that most people aren't that far along that journey, certainly, certainly when we talk to them. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that assessment. So, so, so step one is is outliers. Get your outliers mm -hmm. sorted. Um, you know, you can use the analytics inside Black Curve to to really flag to you where where those outliers, or you can download the reports and and take the actionable insights, which say, "Hang on, retailer, you're did you know you're fifty quid cheaper than the next lowest competitor, or did you know you're 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 one thousand pounds in the example that I, I mentioned earlier, and more expensive than than the next next competitor." Um, and and stage two, you 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 teased us with it, but but uh, I just want to hammer the hammer the point home that if you if you do the price tracking and you see that 
by and large, you're a lot more expensive than the market average. Get your prices in line at the very least with the benchmark price. So you, Google uses the benchmark price, again, to give you um, a relevancy score and, and also determine what position it surfaces you when somebody searches for your product. Therefore, you're going to be a heavily penalized from a, 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 a visibility point of view in terms of the ranking that you get when somebody searches for your product. And second to that, do you know, people are driven by price and unless you have <laughs> unless you have an absolutely you know i don't know you're offering a 10 year warranty when everyone offers one or you've got you know i don't know a concierge service where um where jeeves turns up and picks up your product if there's something wrong with it and takes it home i don't know whatever it is unless you've got this this amazing brand people are unlikely to buy from you if you're massively more expensive than than than, than the competition if it's a readily available product right okay and i, I mean that you know there's obviously certain instances where you want to have a higher price because you you are offering that that premium offering okay so 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 stage two i guess is make sure do that checkpoint of are you are you in are you in the benchmark benchmark price um and then you start to get into well what is what is the right price point for me okay you might already have that strategy of i want to be the lowest price or uh you know or i want to maintain maintain the benchmark price then you can use the price tracking tools uh, to 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 start to make those changes start to each day go well hang on a minute these products aren't following that that strategy let me let me change that strategy um i'm going to add a, add a few more into the mix that that i guess for those more advanced um prices out there that that that, that more advanced um uh, uh well people who've got a bit more time to spend from a price tracking perspective um you can start to do really clever things like what's my overlap can i use the tool to identify what's my overlap with with competitors okay um, and if you can start to say well do you know what actually i've got an opportunity to buy differently from my competitors right that 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 in itself can be can be quite can be quite powerful so you might identify that i don't know you've got you've got an overlap on this this really um this really really well-known brand it's you it's used really well but you have an opportunity to buy or create an own brand product for that or buy um, a slightly cheaper product uh, for, for 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 the next best alternative so if you can start to sort of carve out these opportunities then you can start to have clever strategies around well do you know what i'm going to undercut the competition on the branded products and i'm going to try and cross sell them to this cheaper product or this this more this more expensive product or this slightly slightly cheaper product so you can start to get clever with with strategies like that um and then on onwards from that you can start to say well hang on a minute what competitors should i be interested in and what competitors shouldn't i be interested in so you know a good place to start is who's got the greatest overlap with me you can use price tracking tools to assess well actually do you know what dave's uh log emporium uh that was a random example wasn't it i can tell i was uh putting uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a delivery yesterday of uh of logs on the cheap because it's uh it's summer so um but uh but i don't know, you know dave dave's appliance uh emporium that's probably a better that's probably a better one isn't it um i'm gonna pay for that example later on i rob so Where you get your barcode off your log <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know that, that will go left field. It happens, happens to us occasionally. Um, so, so you know, Dave's uh, Dave's Appliance Emporium um, uh, has a four, has a I don't know sixty percent overlap with me, whereas actually Rob's uh, Rob's R Us, uh, you know, he's, I've only got one product overlap with me. So, you know, you probably let you don't, you don't need to really worry about worry about the latter. You need to you need to worry about the former. Um, and then I feel like I've 
I'm, I'm taking people through the whole pricing maturity journey here. Um, <laughs> you can you then really it starts to be well. Do you know what? Where how can I use the data to to assess which products are competitor driven? As in, I have to be in the mix from a pricing perspective, or I have to be the cheapest to get a sale. And which products can I detach my thinking and 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 maybe increase the price so I can achieve a higher margin? And I'm not going to go too much in into that, but but price tracking tools can like Black Curve can surface those insights for for you because you know you might find that that there's some products where your competition never changed the price for it, never never changed the price for it. And therefore, mm-hmm. hang on, have I got an opportunity there? If I change the price of my product, can I then get a sale that I wouldn't have had had otherwise? And this is where this is where the pricing geeks um, out there get their get their kicks. So, um, so therefore, that, that these are the sorts of things you can do with price tracking tools. Um, you've been itching to go through the next question because you've 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 wanted to talk about this this for a while. <laughs> so it might have something to do with the fact that you've got a project at the moment around around price automation. So um, we've mentioned a lot around pricing insights and I guess different pricing strategies up to this point. But if you've got lots and lots of products and you know your pricing strategy, you've done your assessment and you want to make make sure that you wake up each and every day um, or multiple times a day that your pricing strategy is always implemented inside your store. So the price is automatically updated. So how can Shopify users use tools like Black Curve to, to implement that automated pricing, you know, that dynamic pricing strategy um, inside their Shopify store? Um, so if you've just done what we've talked about and you've kind of gone through the building your strategy out, getting the report down, if you're a Shopify user, there are two switches you need to switch in black curve and then it will go live effectively. So it's, it's super, it's super, super easy. So you effectively choose the frequency at which you want your pricing strategy to be run. So that's usually um which days of the week or every day effectively most people when they move to automated pricing either do multiple times a week or or, or daily um intraday is less tends less impactful just because we we don't see many markets move that fast in ecom um, and also just it tends to not then line up with lots of other batch jobs that are running, like loading things into Google product feeds and stuff. So people tend to run for it daily. And so that's that's just a very simple set, setting. And then and then you just need to tell it which columns to update in Shopify. Um, so there's a, again, you create a, what we call an integration or, an, in, or an, in your outbound feed. And you just say, I would like to push Black Curve's recommended price to price. And then you may also want to uh, apply some discount logic and point that out to the to the compare app price in Shopify as well. So it's it's really, really simple. It's it's about two two clicks once once you've got your your kind of pricing strategy in Black Curve. And what kind of dynamic pricing rules can Shopify users um, do inside Black Curve? Um, so really the ones we focus on from a Shopify perspective are the kind of key, key competitor rules. And then we've got a load, of, which we've talked about, kind of matching your competitors and, and 
benchmark the rest of it. And then the ones that we think are like super important around maintaining your profitability, so safeguards to ensure that you're making the margin you want to on each product. Uh, we've got rounding rules so you can ensure that the prices are actually coming out pretty. Uh, so that what that means is that you get prices to like the nearest 99p or the nearest 5p rather than some random number like £3.47 or, or whatever. And there is some data to show that that's actually quite important and consumers can be put off by odd prices depending on the product. Um, yeah, so th- those, are the, those are the key ones really. And then we've got lots of kind of ancillary um, data manipulation things so that you can really kind of get, get into kind of making sure that Certain that like your minimum prices are the minimum prices that you want, and um, that you can do manipulations to make to convert your price so you can then send a different price with a discount applied out to the comparer price in Shopify. Um, that, that kind of thing, really. And it's all done inside a really simple drag and drop um, user experience. So we effectively provide to users almost like a menu, a pick and mix list of. You know, I, I want to run this particular pricing strategy um, and you just drag the rule box across and almost build build up your pricing strategy. Um, and, and as and as Rob mentioned, if you've if you've connected it and made it active, that pricing strategy will run each and each and every day. Um, and then what's what's nice about this is that, you know, you're not chasing your tail all the time. So a lot of the time we find that. Um, that those that are on our on our tracker product, there's nothing nothing necessarily wrong about the tracker product. It provides you with um, with insights on a on a daily basis, and if you can look at them each and every day, you know you, by very nature that you you will start to make pricing changes off off the back of it. But where you've got lots and lots of products, you know that doesn't allow you to have a holiday. It doesn't it doesn't allow you to <laughs> uh, to do other things. You know it becomes a, a I must do this as 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 my as my each I must do this as a daily activity. So if you can automate something which you're doing manually for for not a lot not a lot more than 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 the price of a of a tracker product it's um you know it's 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 only a hundred dollars or so more than than the tracker product our challenger product you can then know that each and every day that pricing strategy is implemented and then it means when you do assign your your daily activity or, or your weekly activity to pricing you're almost doing the exceptions you're you're starting to say well, hang on a minute, why am I not, I, I'm running a, for an example, right, I'm running a, I want to always be the cheapest competitor, I want to always be the cheapest price in the market, but I've n- noticed that I've got 10 products where I'm never the cheapest. Why is that? Is it because my cost price calculation is wrong? Do I need to, um, have I have I set up particular exclusions to ignore competitors and so forth? And so you can start to sort of do, do the I exceptions. Are, and I think that's a really good point. And just to jump in on that, there are deeper questions than that as well. Like how, how can they sell it at that price when I sell it at this price? Are they getting a better deal from the supplier? Um, it's how Because what, what you'll find once you start running and what it's why we suggest doing a competitor strategy to begin with anyway, but you'll you'll see like which products you can't actually be competitive on uh if you want to maintain your margin. And then there'll be to go back to your point, you get to you get this kind of virtuous circle of, well, actually I can't I can't they're running a completely different business model to me. Um we've seen this in I think the fishing space where you get some venture backed companies that don't have to make the same margin that you would as a, as a normal supplier. 
Um, so do I even bother price matching them? Like, or or do I just exclude them? Um, or if someone is like for like and they're selling it cheaper, you either need to go and reassess the margins you're making on the product or go and talk to your supplier. So once you start getting things optimized, there's a lot more, there's a lot of kind of fundamental, interesting kind of commercial questions that then, that then drop out of the process. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in automation as much as possible. And, um, and you know, the, the, the companies that are to stick with the theme of, uh, of boosting revenue and, uh, and so forth, you know, the, the fastest growing retailers that we see are the ones that are automating as much as possible inside their inside their organization. So so, you know, not only when you're looking at price tooling, should you consider the insights, but you should also consider how can it take away some of the manual activities on a daily basis? Um, and, and in Black Curve's case, uh, you know, we can implement your your dynamic pricing strategy uh, fully, fully automated. So um, we're going to end on, I guess, you know, what are, what are some of the key differentiators? So, so if you're looking at price tracking tools in the Shopify ecosystem, you know, why would somebody buy Black Curve over, over the competition? And I'm, I'm going to focus on the tracker product and then I'm going to hand over the price automation uh, tooling to, to you, <laughs> Rob. So, um, so the main okay. reason, the main reason people use, use tracker over, over our competition is, is there's a few reasons. So first of all, speed of setup. So um, you can get up and running with Black Curve. You just simply click the add, add app and in less than two minutes, you're inside Black Curve and we are automatically collecting your your competitor prices and a lot of the vendors that you see inside the app store require you to do to do manual manual matching and so that's a that's a key differentiator um the simplicity of our reports um, and the simplicity of our dashboard uh you know we get a lot of feedback in terms of why why people um use us over 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 the competition um they also in terms of we we have a philosophy whereby we try and have as many of us as possible running the help desk so it's not only the customer success team but it's also people operating in other parts of the business and that's purely because we learn from you right okay you know you you guys are the retailer we're the technology provider and if we and you know if you talk to each other greatness comes out of it and so um so therefore naturally we feel that that gives us the ability to offer much better support uh to to our customers and 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 and, and that's another reason why why people people work with us um and last but not least uh, we are a bit different in terms of how we look at the pricing equation so a lot of um the apps on shop Shopify will simply be interested in comp competitor pricing. So they'll provide you with what's your position against the market, but it's not therefore then supporting you with, well, what should the right decision be? Okay. And so Black Curve has those actual insights to help you then make that decision. If you are unsure of where to go or, or if you're almost blinded, you're so close to it, you've got thousands and thousands of products, what's going to deliver the greatest impact? Black Curve will simply surface that, surface that to you. Um, and, 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 and as a side to that, you know, we are interested in making sure that you boost your revenue, okay? And that's why we're offering these supplementary services such as um, our, our, our almost Google Shopping optimization piece that helps you improve your, your metadata so you can be more visible inside the, the Google Shopping ecosystem so you can actually boost your revenue. Um, and that, that's, not, that's not 
you know our core core offering but but been speaking to retailers that is a serious bit of value that we want to we want to help um, help retailers with um, so in terms of the we've spoken about the pricing insights and what what's a key differentiator for you Rob that the feedback that you hear readily uh, when when people are looking at using us for dynamic pricing so I think the the biggest one for me is that we are very very focused on making sure you don't lose money um that that has been a kind of key part of the black curve journey so we almost have well we probably do have more flexibility and configuration in our safeguard rules than we do in anything else and that's because dynamic pricing is is risky if you mess a price up sure you don't have to do the sale but then you've got damaged customer experience uh, you've got to handle like turning the customer down, saying we, we can't sell at that price. There's been a mistake, all the rest of it. St- or, or you just actually, if you don't notice, you make the sale and lose money. And a lot of um, certainly in the Shopify ecosystem, a lot of the the reprices out there don't have that same level of configurability. Um, so that's so that's one of the main ones. I think we have a, a wider range of um of rules in general so you can you can be more uh flexible in in terms of implementing your business strategy and i also think our, our platforms just tie together a bit more so that you can you can generate a report and see the price recommendations and sanity check them before they even go live so you can really build that that confidence up that you're doing the right thing before you flip a switch and start pushing live prices into your store um so so those are the kind of the 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 key differentiators around it and to go and from a purely shopify perspective i think a a key thing is it's just very very easy to do as i mentioned earlier it's it's kind of this closed ecosystem so you really just flip two switches once you're happy with your rules and you're away i mean i've set I mean, granted, I, I know what I'm doing with black curve and pricing rules, but I, I think I can probably get, I can get the like the mechanics up in under five minutes, up and going, and then if I added in like half an hour for checking data, I, yeah, so I could probably implement a, a black curve pricing system for someone for a Shopify store in in under thirty minutes, and and be very confident that. It was going to do what I was going to do. So that ease of setup, I think, is cool. And that's really powered by the fact that we automate our whole flow. So from store spin up to finding your products on Google, making sure the prices are right, providing the data back, and then all of that flow is automated. There's no there's no human in there, which means we can be really, really fast. And so one of our core goals really over the next six to 12 months to get that even even faster than it than it is currently but yeah that's um that, that's me i think gonna have to start pimping you out rob aren't we so uh you know as the the executive oh, yeah. gold uh gold uh implementation partner if uh if, if those need an extra bit of help so you uh, might start having to add some zeros to my salary to get me <laughs> to do that <laughs> Uh, so um, uh, yeah so in terms of uh, from a summary perspective um, we were looking at how to boost your bottom line with Shopify price tracking and really there's there's two main reasons why you would 
be looking at, uh, at Shopify price tracking and using tools such as Black Curve to help you with that. First and foremost, visibility. They can help you make sure that you are visible in the Google Shopping ecosystem. If you're not visible, you're not going to sell. If you don't sell, you're not going to make any money. <laughs> okay. And and secondly, it, it's a conversion challenge, right? Okay. Um, you know, even if you use our tracker product, we can flag to you where you are not where you are unlikely to convert because you're too expensive or where you are giving away too much margin in that conversion. So you, you, you should definitely look to look to increase the price. And both of those, by, by changing those levers, by at the very least using price tracking tools to top and tail your data, you are going to boost your revenue. So for starting at $79, you know, how, how expensive are your products? You only need to sell one, two, three, four more a month, and 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 it's more than paid for itself. Okay, um, and then if you multiply that about across your entire product inventory, that revenue increase is um, is going to look rather nice. So we've been Black Curve. This is Ecommerce Matters, the UK's leading e-commerce pricing podcast. Until next time, happy pricing.